Welcome, everybody, back to Food for the Soul, Leaders and Legends. I'm Austin York. Bob and Kim Soller will be along in just a moment. This is 2020. That means everything is different. That means for the first time in our podcast history, we're going to be doing an interview over Zoom. And Bob and Kim are going to be doing the interview with Wally from Way FM, actual name Gary Wallace. He'll tell you all about himself and his ministry. I personally wanted to extend a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone who's listening. And I wanted to stress the importance of giving this holiday season to Food for the Soul. This is the time of the year when Food for the Soul needs the most donations because this is the time of year when people really are hungry. When school is out, kids are not being fed. And you can imagine during this pandemic, the need for food and donations is even more so than it's ever been. So if you have anything extra, ask the Lord. See what the Lord puts upon your heart to give and give to foodforthesoul.org is where you can find all the information and do the actual giving itself. Bob and Kim Soller will be along, as I mentioned, just a moment to give you an update on their lives. A lot has happened even since the last time we spoke. Also, I want to uh, say beware for 2021. Food for the Soul is going to look a little different, especially on these kinds of podcasts as we move forward. So I wanted to make sure that you are aware of that and to keep listening to these. You'll be seeing us on different platforms And the key word there is seeing us. You might just be seeing us uh, soon as we do these kinds of things. So remember, this holiday season, if the Lord presses upon your heart to give anything uh, to Food for the Soul, because it's much needed, please do so. And remember, it's going to a good cause. Bob and Kim Saller are wonderful people. They've been able to feed millions of families across the Metroplex who are hungry. And in this pandemic, you can imagine, that's absolutely invaluable. So again, I'm going to hand it off to Kim and Bob Saller. They begin an interview for the first time ever over Zoom. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Wally, for joining us. Uh, this is our very first podcast um, as, was, as we're doing it over Zoom. So <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah. We're you know, very blessed to have you and hear about your story and uh, interface with us here at Food for the Soul. So yeah, welcome to 2020. Everybody uh, from here on out will be doing Zoom, Zoom Hi. everything. <laughs> yes. So, so thank you. Um, you want to start? Yeah, um, I always open with prayer, and um, let's do that. Lord, thank you for bringing us all together, and we just want the world to know about you and how our lives are are going day to day in this new world, and every day is a gift, and uh, thank you, Wally, for sharing it with us, and we ask this to be a blessing to all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, Wally, tell us about you. Um, you know, what radio station are you on? Well, I'm at Way FM, uh, and we're on across the country. And we're on in DFW and all over other places as well. I know you guys are based there. Um, and I've been there for 13 years. And I, that's, a, that's a lifetime in radio, honestly. Oh, wow, nice. Uh, it's not a business where you usually stay one place very long. Uh, up till this point, I moved about every three years in my career. Uh, I worked in mainstream radio for a lot of years and would uh, say something dumb and get fired or, you know, what have you. And so we just constantly moved. And then God just kind of brought me here. And even when I didn't know what he was doing and I ended up here and it's been a a amazing blessing. I've gotten to see the world, help out people, you know, that I would have never met. And, uh, and also had 
a lot of good for my own family. My daughter kind of grew up with Way FM because like when she was little, she wasn't allowed to listen to our radio station because mm. it was really bad, you know, and, and my wife never listened, you know, and because it was really bad. Like that was mm -hmm. me. I was like shock jock, you know, and right. so this has been so transformative. You know, my wife and my daughter are integral in what I do. And, you know, it, it, my daughter grew up listening to this and it was, it's been so great for her to see her at 22 years old now and this, you know, great godly woman and my wife be a part of this and be excited about me going to work every day um, instead of dreading it, you know, so it's, it's been great. That's beautiful. How did you get into radio? I mean, if we have our younger listeners, like, sure. you know, in high school going, what am I going to do with my life? How did, how did you get into radio? I failed at everything else. That's how everyone <laughs> ends up in radio. <laughs> um, I was kind of a failed musician, seriously. Like, I love music. And, and I think what the lesson in it is, like, okay, so you want to be the rock star. And when that doesn't pan out, what do you do? You know, and, and the lesson that I always taught my daughter was, you know, she's in musical theater, which is a really tough business. Oh, wow. And so maybe you don't get the leading role on Broadway, but that doesn't mean that you can't have this great career inside of a field that you love. And that oh, was the case for me. I mean, I love music, and I, but I wasn't built to play it. God gifted me in different ways, like being able to tell a story or make people laugh, you know. And so then I found my way to where I get to work around music, you know, and I still get to flex that muscle and do parody songs and funny things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mean that just because you didn't get what you thought was the dream, that that dream is dead. You know, I've had an amazing life and my life would have looked different if I'd been on the road. You know, who knows? I, I would have made different choices, maybe, and my life would have gone worse. You know, I'm, I'm extremely content and happy and love doing this so I, I came from that but I, I went to college but I didn't go to college for radio so a lot of people think oh go to college for radio you can't it's not a bad idea you learn how to push the buttons and stuff you know but the biggest thing about being in radio is you've got to be able to compel people whether it's right. uh, in humor whether it's in seriousness whether whatever it is but you have to be compelling you have to be able to tell a story that's the thing people ask what do you do I'm a storyteller you know, and be able to tell that story succinctly and have a beginning, middle and end, you know, and, and that's the key. So if you are good at that, you know, or you want to develop that, that will increase your odds at succeeding in this business. That's nice. Who, um, well, there's a lot of questions I have for you. Who are some of the most inspiring people you've ever met? Oh my goodness. Uh, wow. I've met so many people for different reasons, you know, and you look at people's lives. It's, it's interesting, like meeting Toby Mac years ago. This is what, okay, this is kind of funny. My wife, before I got into Christian radio and I was kind of wrestling with God, working in mainstream radio, being part of all the mess and the shock jockery and the things I shouldn't be. My wife would give me Christian CD samplers that she'd get at the Christian bookstore with different artists on it. And every week she'd get me a new one and I'd, and I'd listen to it, you know, I'm like, but I didn't really want any part of it. But then I heard like DC talk on there and then Toby Mac momentum. And so it was really weird. Like I, I got to know this music and I got to know Toby like through his music years before I ever met him. And I was like, oh, this is really, you know, this is cool. And so then I meet him and work with him in essence. And he is one of the most genuine, hardworking people I'd ever met. And so from a business standpoint, he was inspirational on how he went from DC talk 
going out on his own, had to start over and rework his life. And he wasn't just getting played on the radio after that because it was so different from DC Talk. So he had to struggle again. And so his perseverance and tenacity, I always respected. His heart, I always respected. But then you watch him go through the loss of his son, Truett, and being very open about Truett's wanderings that led him to, you know, where he was. And you watch him in his faith struggle. I mean, like seeing him at the funeral was hard. Like it was, it was really hard. Like I watched, I watched him intently. I was watching him and his wife, Amanda, intently just because we all look at this. We all fear. What if this was my kid? And I watched him as songs were singing and I watched him just sitting there, his leg bouncing and his hands just kind of clenched on his, on his knees. And he was just fighting it. And then all of a sudden you just see one hand go up and you're like, Oh my gosh. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was for him. I'm sure that moment that, all right, God, I hate this, but I'm going to, I'm going to praise you anyway. Praise you in the storm, casting oh, like that was that was pretty amazing to to know someone and see someone on a deeper level than business, you know, and in the right. real. So that was, I guess, that would be one. Uh, that's beautiful. How did you how did you meet the Lord? Um, you know, to tell people that are you know walking maybe without the Lord right now, how how did they meet the Lord? I got saved 14 times uh, in high school <laughs> just to make sure just got to right. double check it. Uh, I went to a, a Christian school. So every year they would do like spiritual emphasis week and have a big, uh, you know, uh, rally. And you're like, man, I was really bad this year. I'm sure it didn't take uh, maybe next year, you know, and stuff. And so like, right. I remember constantly getting saved because awesome. I grew up with it, but then there's that whole misconception of, you know, well, I didn't do the right things. I didn't, you know, say the right things. And, you know, the devil gets in your ear and it's like, yeah, was that real? You really probably didn't mean that. And so for me, that was like that path as a kid, you know, of, of I always had, I went to a Christian school, so I always had it around me. I always knew scripture. And the well, funny thing nice. is, you just, but you never know what God's doing. Like, I hated it. I hated being there. I wanted to push every boundary and fight everything. And that's, my nature is that if you tell me not to do something, right. I'm going to do it. It's know? inspiration, right? Yeah. It's yeah. And it's really self-destructive too. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Um, so like growing up like that, at least having that basis, I had no idea. Like God was planning something far beyond what I could ever see to bring me right. where I'm at now. Um, but then I went to, yeah, I was playing a Christian band. Like I, like that's what I thought I was going to do, you know? And then that didn't work, and I started going different directions, and I ended up in radio, uh, working at a rock station, and that was the best worst thing for me. Mm-hmm. It was the best because I learned my craft with some really great people that invested in me and taught me how to do what I do quickly. I learned more in like three years than a lot of guys will in ten because of the people around me not because i'm fantastic and oh you're so great but it's like the people that poured into me and believed in me and invested in me and taught me they taught me how to do this job quickly you know and so that was the best part but the worst part of it was it just destroyed my soul 
uh, it made me jaded, bitter, angry, you know, and, and those are still things that, that sit seated in me, you know, that I have to be vigilant about and I get it right some days and I get it wrong some days, you know? And so that was a big twist for me. So inside of that business, it, it, like I used to always see the best in people when I was younger, like, and I was that guy that's happy and nothing was ever wrong. And that business taught me to be cynical. You know, it taught me to not take everything at face value. It taught me to doubt every, cause you're interviewing people and your job is to get something out of them and it's something they don't want to tell you, you know, and, right. and then you see hypocrisy and, you know, so you got all this other stuff and it just, it, it just kind of ruined part of me. And God then still though, brings me to this place here now that everyone's a work in progress. And and so am I, I'm trying to strip out, you know, 20 years of conditioning, you know, and being here and not being affected by that. And I, I still get affected by it. There, there's days that people aren't the kindest to me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like that listen to the show and, threatened to pull their support when I've said something that wasn't even bad. It was just, they didn't like it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's challenging to extend grace when somebody's not being graceful. And I've, that's been probably the hardest thing I've had to do here. And, and boy, for years I got it way wrong. I used to flame people. We would have these nasty email exchanges and I'd just be all mad and, but I'd win the argument, (laughs) but I lost the war. You know, I'm really good at arguing. Like ask my wife, you know, I'm really good at it. My job taught me to pick apart an argument, but when it devolves to something that doesn't look anything like Jesus, you've lost, you know? And so I I had to change that. I had to make a concerted effort and say, okay, if I was running a business of my own, I just started a shop, put my sign out. What, how would I want to treat my customer? You know, and I would want to treat my customer customer's always right. I treat them with grace. I'd want them to keep doing business with me. And I had this mentality that was ingrained in me of, if you don't like it, I don't care, go away. You know, and that's how you're taught to do regular radio. And that's what gets you ratings, honestly. Right, right. It doesn't work in Christian radio. It right. actually gets you vilified. And right, I right. personally. <laughs> right, right. right. Well, you know, it's nice that we have a God of grace. You know, and um, we we try to do our best every day. Everybody does, and and we fail. We're you know, well, our, one of our pastors said, you know, our best five minutes. I don't know if I could ever get that best five minutes. We try to get our best five minutes of every yeah. day, but um, yeah, I I love how we're all working through that grace. We're all working through our things in our past, and Jesus forgives us just like that. You know, we are forgiven. And he says, forget about it. You know, forget about it because he forgets about it, you know, and and we need to go forward. Satan just likes to keep us in the past. Um, That's a beautiful story. And I I love that because I know that a bunch of us that are listening are going to listen to this or even the young children are going to be inspired because, you know, they all go, was I good enough? Do I need to get that again? Do I need to go up to the altar again and say, I love you, Lord? You know, I, I, I accept you, Jesus, in my heart. But when you say it once, it's done. <laughs> it's how, how you live after yeah. that. It's the same thing with, with uh, forgiveness and grace. Like, like same thing. Yeah. You struggle through what, did this really work? Is it really real? And then forgiveness, you say, all right, God, cleanse me. I messed up. You know, 
but and God instantly restores the relationship. Yeah. But we don't. We we're the ones that are slower to to reconcile because we feel like we've got to work our way back in. And why is that? Because what we have to do with people, like that's what makes God God. I, even the kindest person, if you mess up big with somebody and you go to them and you lay yourself out and you say, "I'm so sorry," you feel and there's a skepticism that you that you feel that you feel you have to prove that you were genuinely sorry and that you genuinely made amends. And that's where God is different. God knows the heart and right. and he knows you're genuine and it's done. It's settled, you know, but we're not, we're not wired that way. And that's why we're not God. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, how is COVID with your, you and your family? How has this been crazy? I feel guilty about COVID honestly, <laughs> because it hasn't been, this horrific thing in my family. It's kind of like when someone dies and you have that survivor's guilt, you know, it's like COVID. I watch the news and I, and I need to be connected to it. So I talk about all this stuff every day and I've seen it ravage people's family health wise. I've seen it ravage people's family financially, you know, and, and I, I never use the term blessed for me. Like I don't say, Oh, I'm blessed. Cause it, that always feels like, it's something I've done that God is then pouring down his blessing on me. You know, I usually use the term I'm spared, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not something that I've done and I don't know why, but right. I've been spared a lot of the hardship of COVID. I've been working every day since this hit, you know, like I got to keep coming in and keep doing this job. And I'm thankful for the people that have supported way FM and I'm thankful for, you know, the ability to do this. And I love the fact that people are like, man, it's really hard. And you make us laugh. You know, when we mm-hmm. are just down in it, you make us laugh. There's so much healing in that. And we have serious conversations too. But the one thing I've learned is I, I've watched God use all like the silly and dumb things that we do probably more to heal people's hearts than even the real serious, heavy God moments, you know, and, and it's, and it's an honor to do this. Uh, my family's been spared the illness, you know, and, and it just, I mean, it hasn't been an easy year. We lost my, my wife's dad that was non COVID related. And so, you know, there's been, you know, mess like that, that you walk through. But uh, as far as COVID goes outside of not being able to always go where you want to go and, you know, you got to wear a mask and stuff like that. My life hasn't been that bad. And I'm truly, truly thankful. It's, it's funny. Like, when things get taken away, how you become thankful. And it's the most basic thing, health. When you lose your health, you get real thankful for it when you have it. Like you just had uh, you know, open heart surgery, you know? And so I'm sure that changed your perspective on what was important. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and COVID, COVID for us, very similar. Um, we, we have been busier than ever. We right? didn't it's, stop. We just ran. We, uh, yeah. we had a pivot. I'm assuming, you know, that's a word in your vocabulary now too. We had a pivot and change and do some things that uh, were different. Uh, we certainly do appreciate things uh, a lot differently now. Um, the ability for us to just during COVID to provide over 17 million free meals and snacks. Wow. Um, that's amazing. That, you know, it is, it's just, we had to go from a backpack program that we fed children on weekends to feeding literally everybody a food um, bank like they come to us can i ask you a question about this because you guys sure. work in the food bank sure. space and every year when we do like the uh things at our church for uh you know giving food to people like we'll do the bag collection and and, and i love that and i love doing that and they always have the list of right convenience right. And things like that. 
I always put in fun things and like cereal Thank that's you. really good that you can't like like the the name brand stuff like yes. real Captain Crunch, not right. Lieutenant yes. uh, right. Soggy. You know, like so. <laughs> like, is that a good thing? Fantastic it thing. Is. Kids okay. love it. We we from this beginning of COVID have bought truckloads of things from all across the United States, and we get truckloads of cookies. Oh, oh my goodness, cookies. Yeah and snacks and that's not what they usually get because you know right. if you're fixed income you're going to get the essentials only so when we give them the cookies and the treats and the chips and they're like whoa you know yeah. it's beautiful they love it right. yeah, that's we, the thing man sometimes you go well you're not meeting that need but the reality is like giving someone a minute of joy on the tiniest thing yes. is right. so so healing yes we, yes we even get in some cases we get chocolate and if, you know, sometimes you're like, well, does that really matter? But to your point is, you know, that brings just a little bit of joy. It's, it's, it's not the potatoes and the, and the oranges, but it's, and, nice. but it's really nice, right? It's that thing that I couldn't buy food. I would never get chocolate, right? Yeah. So, so adding that in was just another, another you know, bonus uh, for the people and the children, especially, uh, and the parents. I mean, oh, we all like chocolate. Okay. But, yeah. And we got coffee in. Yep. Wow. You Absolutely. thought we gave them a million dollars. I'm not kidding. Coffee was a million dollars. Yeah. Well, I was, I was out of work one time for almost a year and like I had, um, I had left a job and I went to LA to audition for another job and thought, okay, this is going to be it. I got there and it just wasn't right. And I just knew it. And so I turned it down. So my thought was, okay, I just, I just had a job offer in LA number one market in the world, number two uh, market and so I'm going to, I'm set, I'm going to be great. And then everything dried up. And so mm. we were struggling, like to, you know, continue to work, you know, pay our bills and keep our house and all this other stuff. But a friend of mine had given us like movie uh, gift card and it was in some popcorn and things like that. And because they couldn't solve my need of my house, my house was me. I had to, like, that was a big thing. I had to keep figuring a way how to pay for it. And they weren't going to be able to solve that. But what they did was they gave me a little bit of joy in the midst of the heaviness where for a couple hours I could escape what was going on in the heaviness. And that was one of the kindest and, and most important gifts I've ever received, you know, and it was a, you know, a $20 thing, you know, it didn't, right. it didn't, it didn't stop the bleeding or the hemorrhaging of my financial situation, but boy, it let me step out. And so those moments are so important. Yeah. Well, we are just so happy that you came on here. Um, you know, the way FM, we inspire everybody in our groups, in our people that are listening to listen to it, because it does, you guys give us inspiration. You guys give us joy. You guys make us <laughs> laugh, you know? And it's <laughs> That's what funny. we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, really works. And thank you for doing what you do. We really appreciate you. Oh, no. And you guys are on the front lines meeting people's physical needs. Like that's, I mean, that's how it works. We all have our part to play in this big picture and you guys feeding people. Cause I always contend, man, like if you feed someone and don't tell them about the gospel, you've missed it. If you tell them about the gospel and don't feed them, you've missed it, you know? And so you guys doing both of those things at the same time is the home run. Oh, thanks. It certainly is a way in, right? Uh, it gives you the opportunity to feed the mind, body and soul. Exactly. Um, and, and similar to what you were saying, it was interesting um, when you first started talking about your radio career, about being a storyteller, 
right? In many ways, we're a storyteller. We're, we're out trying to tell the story of the gospel. We're out trying to do it. Uh, but we also, um, we say you can't see hunger. Right. Just like you can't see a radio host. Right. Right. You have to be able to convey that quickly and succinctly and be able to come across it. And, and I think some of the big takeaways for me when we first started is, you know, our children coming home saying, she's in my class. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, right? And how do we go out and make that difference? And, you know, again, we are very inspired by you and what you do um, with, with uh, the YFM and everything that goes on there. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard job and thank you for doing it because it does make a difference. And we say one of our slogans is together we can make a difference. So there's lots of different yeah. parts that come together. What you're doing, what we're doing, um, we're very thankful for um, the teamwork here and, and thankful for you to come on and, and share your story and, uh, and, and work through all the technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm well-versed in technical difficulties. I work <laughs> at a ministry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so thank you. And uh, we, next time you're in Dallas, we'd love to catch up with you and, you know, get yeah, to absolutely. visit with you guys. And Maybe next and year we'll that. do Wally Jolly Christmas Tour there again. We had to Can shut we? it down this year, so maybe next year. That's where we met last year. Yes, right, yes. Right, that right. would be a beautiful thing. And maybe our listening audience will maybe make – you know, quadruple that attendance for the yeah, while. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, time. I appreciate it. Thank, yeah, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, we, say a yeah, out. we say a prayer out and say a prayer. Aaron. All right. Lord, thank you so much for Wally and his team in the way FM and his family and what he does to inspire the listeners of the way FM and how he inspires us all and how he keeps the families that are going through difficult times and the people that are going through difficult times joyful and hopeful and know that people are doing real things the real way, but we have God in the middle of it, helping us all get through it. So I ask you to give them favor way of them to explode with their viewing audience and um, just bless them. Father, we ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Usually Kim has the final word with a prayer, but this particular time because of the zoom call, I'm just going to reiterate the fact that they need donations. Food for the Soul needs donations to be able to feed the hungry families across North Texas. So again, if the Lord presses upon your heart to give this holiday season, please do so. And as we go into January and into February, as the school starts to kick up again, remember that just because we're starting to hear about vaccines and everything like that, it doesn't mean the pandemic has ended. It means that there's still a lot of work to be done. Kids are still going hungry. There's a lot of families that need to be fed. So again, anything you can do to help, foodforthesoul.org is where you need to go. Thank you again for listening and God bless.